Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. This is New Player Has Joined. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. We are talking about everybody's favorite island that's full of monkeys. Are there tons of monkeys there? Is that a thing? There are lots of monkeys in the game. We're talking about the secret of Monkey, Monkey Island. Island. There's, yeah. there's a three-headed monkey on Ooh. the island. Yeah. What's the secret? Uh, the secret is that it is a portal to hell. This for children? Yep. Yeah, you guys will hear all about it. Yeah. Let's jump in. This is New Players Joined. <laughs> We off. We off. We're I, leaving. I, We're uh, gone forever. I just realized that uh, the guy who's the band that sings Shout also sings. Uh, oh shit! I was just singing the, the, the song that I was confused with you. That was like I didn't actually know the lyrics. Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh uh, yeah, Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. I didn't. I didn't know that. I only found that out yesterday because I went on Spotify and looked up Tears for Fears, and, and that was the second song yep. I played was Shout, and I was like, oh, Shout is a song that I'm like, I have no interest. I don't at all. Yeah, right. It's just gonna stay. It's gonna stay there. There's a and lot, not leave. There's a lot of music in the '80s that when I was growing up, I was like, this is this is great music. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of music in the '80s where I was like, this is trash music. And now that I'm in my 30s, right. I look back, and those have completely flipped. Completely flipped? Because I'm like, Everybody Wants to Rule the World is one of my favorite songs. Oh, that's songs. such a good... But that, that song is great. Okay? That's a, that's not me yeah. being 30. That's like, that song is great. But then like Hall & Oates, I would not have liked Rich Girl growing up, but mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the best song in the world. I think there are some. So that's what I'm going to say. It's like, the hits, that really transcend, like, deserve... Mm-hmm. And then some like shout are like that just stays in the eighties yeah. and was a hit, but they'll put it on the hits thing. But I don't think people are jamming out to shout. Yeah. No one's seeking out shout. Basically, there, there are a lot of songs like that from the eighties that are just they almost live in a museum in your mind yeah. where you're like, wow, like Prince is forever, right? Prince can can be in any Prince time himself. in any era. Yes. Prince is bigger, in my opinion. Prince is bigger than his music. Yeah. Okay. And he's a great music, fantastic, yeah, his music's fantastic, phenomenal, all that shit. But Prince is like a godly thing. Basically. Yeah. Somebody pointed out that if he had been six two instead of five two, they probably wouldn't have found him as attractive. <laughs> probably it, it not. Was something about his confidence being five two, which was intoxicating. Something about yeah, there was just something about oh, who's a sexy little weasel. Yeah. Who's something? this? <laughs> who's this little swagger ferret? What is this? He's got so much swagger, but his it's, body's so long. The Batman outfit with the with the rollerblades on yes. the quad rollerblades, and I'm like, this dude fucked everything. Yes, and it's like, okay, this just, everything, but it's like, so he must be bigger. Yep. Then I don't even. I'm saying that dude. Even if I didn't know he was Prince, I that guy still just crushes dude, everything. Dude walked out with an acoustic guitar the size of him. Yeah. Sat down and said, "This song is called Cream, and it's about cum." <laughs> like that's who <laughs> Prince was. Nobody that confidence from Minnesota. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. You're not supposed to be. Minnesota people are supposed to be like conserved. Not yeah. conserved, just conserved and like not just, outgoing just very much. Reserved and very quiet and yeah. very like. Very friendly and wonderful. Just like, I don't know, I'm not going to put on purple clothes and no. sing my heart out or whatever. No, nobody, nobody in Minnesota has ever worn latex. No. But Prince has brought the average up to everybody's worn latex. <laughs> That's how much latex Prince yeah, wore. I imagine Prince music gets played all the time at the basketball games. I'm. I imagine if I was Prince, anytime I had like I went to a basketball game, right. I'd be like, play my songs. Right. <laughs> that is the most interesting thing, I guess, about Minnesota's culture is you can pull from Prince. I right? guess. Do you know the Prince story with Questlove, where he was DJing? No, I know. Here's what I know about Prince, okay? Because mm-hmm. I've said before, it's like his music sometimes too, like I've brought up where I'm like, every time I hear his music, I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, not all of his music, just sometimes when people play shit for me, they're like, it's Prince. And I'm like, I don't have this connection. Yeah. Even though I the respect same. the fuck out of him, Prince was crazy. Yeah, he was He insane. was fucking insane. <laughs> he was nuts. And I think needed genuine help. Yeah. Like real, real fucking help. Yes. And he never got it. Correct. And we all kind of just went like, this is great. And I'm like, yeah. either he's high out of his fucking mind, which mm-hmm. he probably is, and we're not doing anything about it. This dude is nuts. 
Yes. Okay, because the Kevin Smith story. Do you know about this oh, yeah. thing? Where you guys don't know, just Kevin Smith did a documentary with with Prince, and basically it was like Prince is like record everything I do. And so what he did was he was like, okay, so they went and saw him talk, and they ran out of tape four hours in, four hours in, and he kept talking. They go, what do we do? And they say, keep recording. Yeah, just pretend, pretend you're so he. Re- this is how I know he's a drug person. He records everyone in other rooms and listens to you in case you're talking about him. Dude That's high as fuck. fucking crazy paranoia. <laughs> Dude had a lot of pain. You yes. don't have those kind of drug yes. problems. It was just like you needed pain. to be you needed like genuine like help. It's like yeah. Mariah Carey situation. Yes. Where it's like this woman needs help. Yes. We're all like, <laughs> this person's eccentric. We're like, they're dying. The next time she asks you for a coffee, bring meds instead. Yeah. That's what you should do. <laughs> bring bring her bring numbers for therapists. Yeah. <laughs> uh real quick. Do it. The Quest Love story. Prince was going to some party that Questlove was DJing. It might have even been in Prince's yeah. house. And midway through his set, Prince's assistant came up to Questlove and was like, uh, Prince would like you to put on Finding Nemo. And he was like... This is... And he was like, okay. So he put it on, like, the projector, and he kept playing his... Like, he put the volume off, and he kept playing his uh, his his music. And, like, 10 minutes later, the, the assistant came over and went, no, um, can you stop? Prince would like you to stop DJ, so we can all like watch Finding everyone Nemo. Everyone to yeah to watch Finding Nemo. So can you restart it? And what year was that? Like ten years after Nemo came out. So it's it was on DVD, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. People are like, "Man, what a funny story." I'm like, "The dude needed help." Are yeah. you serious? <laughs> yeah, the dude. If if somebody had said no to that, what right. would have happened? They would get fired, yeah, yelled like, at. Like, what does Questlove do at that point? I don't know. Anyway, hey everybody, welcome hey everybody, to New welcome. Players. Join a podcast with the video games people love and why they love them. It's not a Prince episode today. It's not a Prince episode. Man, I love the roots. But but it is it is an episode that has a very similar color scheme to a Prince episode. Does it? Yeah. Does it? If you've ever if you've played the game, you know what we're talking about. Um, today we were talking about The Secret of Monkey Island. Secret of Monkey Island, everyone's favorite Monty Python movie. Yes. Yeah. 100% Monty Python game. It's LucasArts. It, God, so good. Did, so, fuck okay. you, EA. Just yeah. a ca- casual fuck you, EA. Yep, yep, always. Did you play this game? No. All my friends played it. Yeah. All my friends played it and would tell all the jokes and tell me. So I think maybe I've brought this up where there was a time when I was a kid where you get these little, like, book learning pamphlet things, but you could also buy computer games yes. or whatever. And so Secret of Monkey Island was like always an option. There's like Mario teaches typing and yep, math blaster. And then Operation Secret Neptune. of Monkey Island is like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like some of these video games weaseled their way in yes. to like the learning world kind of. Yes. And it doesn't, they don't connect. A lot of the video games that you would see in those pamphlets are just like, I don't know. They're made by a company that once made a game that we sell in here. Right. And in order for us to sell that game, we had to have a licensing agreement right. where they could sell this one. It's so cool. I love games like this specifically because LucasArts, you, it's literally, I think, like Luke Skywalker is like basically the fucking like logo, oh, if yeah. I'm remembering it. And they make things that aren't Star Wars. Yeah. Cool. They make, and they were great. They make great games. Great games. Great games. This game, uh, from a historical standpoint, this game was made by people who became huge in this industry because it's a point-and-click adventure game for the PC. I'm going to go through. There are three dudes. Uh, one goes on to make Day of the Tentacle and Grim Fandango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One goes on to uh, be a writer for the Telltale Games, and the third guy makes the Backyard Sports Series. Ah, yeah. So they're everywhere in famous right. video game and famous adventure 96, games. 95, 96, 97, 98, all these years when like PC gaming was like getting there counter-strike comes out like a couple years after this basically but then this is like in the point of gaming where it's like pcs are super popular there is a golden eye with n64 and all that other shit but uh counter-strike's gonna come out and all these pc things but then halo comes out and like all of this shit like stops like nobody talks about pc games Mm -hmm. anymore sierra goes away there was world of warcraft when that came out but yeah sierra went away westwood went away all this shit went away but at the time little kids like we'd all be talking about this game in children's school middle school yeah this this was an ms dos game man this is i fucking booted this thing up i uh this they have so many funny things but one of the one of the things that i love about this game because the game starts right and it is the single flimsiest purpose, and right. I love it. 
you play as Guybrush Threepwood, mm-hmm. and all the fucking characters in this game have these crazy names that are great. Uh, and you you walk out to Melee Island, mm-hmm. and there's a lookout, and he's this old dude with glasses, and he's looking out over the island to make sure that nobody's coming to attack because you know pirates and whatnot. Right. And this dude's blind. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, the lookout is blind. The set the like, tone for the game. The jokes are fantastic. It's like this whole game feels like Mel Brooks wrote it or like Monty Python wrote it. Airplane, Mel Brooks, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Just like all the jokes are hilarious. All the dialogue is spot on. But you're just Guybrush Threepwood and you're like, hey, I'm here because I want to become a mighty pirate. Right. That's the entire premise of the game from the from the out, outset. And the guy's like, well, you got to go to the scum bar, spelled capital S-U-C, or sorry, S-C-U-M-M, mm-hmm. which... Hold on, let me see if I can find... Yeah, it stands for Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion. Okay. Which was the the kind of engine they were using in LucasArts games. And okay. they're just like, yeah, go to the scum bar. We name it after what the, the last game engine was. Right. So self-referential, blind lookout, mm-hmm. silly name, go find these pirates. And the whole town, the whole island is filled with bonkers, silly-ass characters right. saying the best goddamn dialogue in video games can i ask something yeah are you a very small man trying to have sex with women no you're not not the best point and click game (laughs) i've ever heard in my life continue on good sir oh i'm forgetting the name uh leisure suit larry Larry. it can go fuck itself and it would and it would totally but right like there's so many little things hidden in the dialogue so uh you talk about Melee Island or Monkey Island. Whenever it says Monkey Island, a little TM appears over the last letter because they're like, it's trademarked. Like, <laughs> don't we own don't this. steal this. Don't steal our intellectual property. <laughs> that is all over to children. this game. Yes. <laughs> to children. To children. You're just being this silly, doofy dude named Guybrush walking around. Right. The puzzles in the game, because right off the bat... It's open world. It's soft barrier gaming. Right. So you can go anywhere on Melee Island, but there's all sorts of like, oh, I can't get across this. Mm. There's a troll blocking this at one point. All these little puzzles you can't see. These little puzzles that when I was a kid were just like unbelievably difficult to figure out. Right. And then when I was adult, we're like, oh, Oh. this is smart. Right. This is fucking fun. Mm -hmm. The first thing you do is you meet three pirates in the back of this bar of the scum bar, and they're all just drunk off of Grog, screaming about Grog, being like, if you want to be a pirate, you got to go and do these things for us. Grog in the game is battery acid. Okay. It melts things. Mm -hmm. If you try to fill a cup with Grog, you'll see the cup slowly dissolve in your inventory and then just spills out and everything's gone. Like, at one point in the game, you use Grog to disintegrate a lock on a prison cell so that you can get somebody out. Right. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, about 20 years ago, it made the news in Argentina that somebody had made a recipe for grog that wow. included literal battery acid. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not their fault. It was one of those, It's not their fault. It's one of those reports where it's like, kids today are obsessed with this new drink. And it's like, <laughs> nobody's obsessed no, with this. No, it's like one person puts on a cape and tries to jump off their roof and dies. And like, Superman, trying to get kids yep. to kill themselves. And by the way, uh, my Uncle Randy broke his arm doing that. Really? Yes. How drunk, how high? Just He was fucking seven years old. So he was so drunk. He was just so drunk. drunk. It was Canada. Yeah. He was hammered, hammered. on all, Molson. We all know about these Canadians getting drunk at seven, thinking they're Superman. There's a reason they're great at hockey. Think uh, about it. Still my favorite part of, uh, of Canadian bacon is them being at the hockey game and John Candy going, Canadian beer sucks. And the whole arena going quiet. What makes that joke in that movie even better is that before they get to that, they're like, this country sucks. Yeah. All these people are ugly. Like They're like being so oh, yeah. mean to Canadians. But it's the beer. And then they said, their beer sucks too. Even the hockey players they jump over. jump over the glass to beat the shit out yeah. of them. <laughs> Such an awesome movie. Fucking wonderful film. This, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many things to go about. I feel like there's an entire generation of comedy nerds yeah. that grew up on this. Uh, the sword fighting. Right. Do you know about the sword fighting? I don't believe so. One of the things is you have to become a master swordsman on this island. So you got to find the sword, which is its own thing. Right. And that's like its own puzzle. But you have to then go find people to fight and practice on. 
It's a point-and-click game, so sword fighting should be terrible. So what they do instead is they make it insult-based. Your wit has to be sharper than your blade, is okay. what they say. So you go and find the first person, and the first thing they do is insult you. And they give you only what you've heard to say. So you're just like, I don't, I, I don't know, and so they start winning. They insult you again. You don't know. They insult you a third yeah. time. But now you have these insults in your head. So you go to fight the next guy. And you use one of the insults the first guy used on you. And this guy's going to do one of two things. He's either going to know what to say back. So he's going to teach you... More insults. Well, he's going to teach you the the response to the insult that you right. gave him. Or you're going to win the fight. So you slowly learn all of the insults and all of the comebacks. Because each one has one that you have to... I'm trying to remember. I, there's one that's like you fight like a dairy farmer is one of the things. Right. But you learn, there's like 12 of them, and you have to learn all of them and all of their comebacks, and then you can challenge the sword master. And when you fight her, she has entirely different dialogue that she says, mm-hmm. but it matches up with the responses. Mm-hmm. So you just have to like figure out what makes sense for your comeback each time based on no information this time. So it's all just like you got to be quick with it and be smart with it and insult this person. So this is how kids get in trouble in school. This is how kids get in trouble in school. They insult you with the insults they learn from Secret Monkey Island. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the sword fighting is also in there. So much fun. Still an iconic thing. Like, I remember being at a trivia night once in New York. Right. And somebody asking, somebody just sang, like, the first half of a Monkey Island insult and then asking for the response. Right. And half the room knew it. Fucking kids from the suburbs, man. Yeah, man. Kids, <laughs> kids that had computers in the late 90s. There you go. We all did it. Yeah. And there's so much... There was so much in this game that was about making fun of video games and being meta. There's an Easter egg at one point where it's like, if you want to open this treasure chest, you have to insert disc 22, mm-hmm. where it's like a two-disc game. Yeah. Just saying, like, yeah, there's fucking... There's nothing here, but let's make fun of video games. The literal end of this game... You were talking to the governor of Melee Island, and you two are safe, and like watching this fireworks display as you've beaten Captain LeChuck, and you're talking about like what did we learn here? What's the moral? Right. And she says, "Well, the moral is never pay more than twenty bucks for a video game." Nice. That's how we end this shit. That's how we end. Don't ever pay anything more than that. It's a good advice. And I, advice. I wish we had all taken that advice into the future. But this game shaped so much. What with inflation at this point, though? How yeah. much would it be with inflation at in that le- game? At least 20 bucks with inflation. <laughs> I don't know how inflation works. <laughs> it would be like 30 bucks, 35 bucks. Oh, it would be more. It, so it, buy, we should all buy video games at half. Yeah, that's, I guess, what I'm going for. But yeah, I feel like this thing, this game, because it had a ton of spinoffs, and if you, or a ton of sequels, and if you look at lists for most popular point-and-click adventure games. Right. I, I, w- I looked at a list the other day that was like top 20 of all time. And half of them are Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all just Sherlock Holmes. Four of them were Monkey Island games. Yeah, I bet. Four of them. Yeah. So not only is the original The Secret of Monkey Island good, but the sequels are also still funny Where and was engaging. Leisure Suit Larry, be honest? It wasn't on there. It didn't make it? No. This wasn't a real gamer. <laughs> I don't know anyone who hasn't played that game. Leisure Suit Larry? I've never played it. I've never played that game. And there are so many. Why didn't we know about that more? Leisure Suit Larry? Because, like, what? You're a kid? Everyone's perverted or whatever? Wouldn't, like, because people are like, Duke Nukem, you can see strippers' boobs. Like, you give them cash and they show you their, their boobs or whatever. So I'm like... Why wasn't there like, hey, you can actually try to like have sex with women or whatever? I, okay, so if you go back to being like a gross 13, 14 year old. Don't boy. need to. I'm there, baby, right now. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Zits the whole thing. I'm going to touch you. I haven't washed my hands. I understand how nothing works, but have the confidence as though everything works. <laughs> I went to a telephone booth and just sprayed Axe for an hour. <laughs> Superman just gets in uh, like, nope, nope, never mind. This oh, school terrible. bus full of children is going to die because I can't fucking deal with this smell. <laughs> oh, boy. I uh, We had a friend that looked like Superman back yeah. in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Bent. And I've told him this before. I wanted to film uh, a com- just a video with him because he looks like Clark Kent so right. much mm-hmm. with just him 
running around like there's a fire and somebody's like this calls for this looks like a job for superman he just runs around all of new york like phone booth phone booth phone booth okay the guy's doing crack phone booth. yeah one. can't do all this right, one no, nope not phone that, booth not that phone one. booth this one's just dirty <laughs> just the building just burns down and he's just like didn't find one didn't find one, didn't find one so right. i can't be superman next one, anymore next one i think that leisure suit larry for for kids back then yeah duke nukem was a game that people were playing because they were like yeah, boobs. That's what I think you about kill, when you I think. Kill, you can shrink things, and boobs are yeah. a side thing. And then Leisure Suit Larry was like, sex. And it was like, that scares us. <laughs> <laughs> We're all low-key afraid of the actual part of I this. Guess, yeah, it's like, oh, man, it's going to be great. You get to trick this woman pretending that you like her because you can have sex it's with her. I'd be like, gross. Yeah, I don't think an eight-year-old could pitch that idea. Yeah. yeah. The Leisure Suit Larry was a game made for 44-year-olds by 44-year-olds, and Duke Nukem was a game for 13-year-olds made by 44-year-olds. I love it. Did you play any other point-and-click games? Oh, yeah, I your... played tons because they were all like the 90s was. It's This is what sucks about point-and-click games is sometimes... This is what sucks. This is what we have to like admit to ourselves mm-hmm. when we play these games. A lot of it's just is clicking the fuck around until something like yeah turns out. Like you can be as smart as you want, but like sometimes it's just not obvious Dude. what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's uh missed with yeah. the fucking pulling that thing down. Those, was, yeah. Yes, was missed on the list. I assume missed was on the list. Missed was on the list. Missed was on the list. Um, so I played a lot of these sorts of games and tried them out. But yeah, it's how well can you tell a story. Is kind yeah. of like what it is, and then it's gonna be mixed in with some mystery and twists and turns and things like that. That's why I like uh, mystery games and Sherlock Holmes games were like really big. Yeah, with this. I think I played like an X Files game That's that you could do like point and click and things like that. I did a detective game where you do point and click. Um, detective thing was a huge thing for this genre, right? Uh, and then the other one I did was I played Blade Runner. Which was also a point-and-click oh. game. So there's like lots of those sorts yeah. of games. I mean, even Dune had the point-and-click aspect. Yeah. To it. Okay. Yeah. So the first Dune game was definitely a point-and-click. We're going through the story and we're going through everything that's going to happen and it's strategy along because we talked about it in our second, thir- third episode. Mm-hmm. Guys, go back to our third episode. Go, go back to our Dune episode. Go listen to the Dune episode before it comes out. And uh, yeah, listen to me. Call it. Saying that they're going to make a movie <laughs> and it's going to be three huge, years in three advance. years before it happened. Go listen to me call it, yeah. and then go listen to me call out how the future's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, Keith. Uh, quick question: In the Dune episode, where were you on the pandemic? My bad. My bad. I played this game. I played a series of games that were point and click around right. the same time I was playing Monkey Island, and the reason they're so connected in my head is because they were intentionally humorous games, right? I played a game called Quest for Glory, and mm-hmm. I think it was Quest for Glory 3, so you want to be a hero. Right. And one of the bosses in that game is just the Three Stooges. Right. It's just full on. You just three... steal things, just... I guess. Like, you just stole yeah. things as jokes back in the 90s, and people you just totally let you. totally could. I don't get it. How is that okay? I don't know. How did The Simpsons rip off everything? I love The Simpsons. Well, they fucking have, love The Simpsons. There are satire laws that are like, as long as you're doing it for a satirical purpose, you can use the likeness of other things. I mean, that's the reason South Park got away with doing Mickey Mouse, was because they because had him he was just threatening being, and beating people up. Yeah, and he was like beating that. the shit out of the Jonas Brothers and laughing about it. And it's I like, like that's clearly satire. I, I, no, I agree. I'm not just. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm like. Wouldn't that really make you want to sue at that point? That's why the law's there, like, man. Like, just like that, like, if you stole Mickey Mouse, yeah, that's one thing. So, like, you stole Mickey Mouse and turned him into a person that beats people up. Wouldn't that, like, want to, that's the thing that, that would, would make you want to sue? That would make you aware that um, it's too close to the truth, and so you'd be, <laughs> you'd be threatened. Listen, Mick, Disney is a terrible, evil, evil, evil. evil, evil. That, not to discredit your childhood or the memories you have with your family or the morals and good points they're trying to put in their movies. They're an evil fucking evil. company that would sell all of you for cash. They would, they would buy you and sell you just for they would they are the two dudes from trading places who right. are like one dollar i'll ruin two lives <laughs> they heard soylent greens and went that makes sense yes yeah okay that's <laughs> disney but i would play these games that were based around like not so much the mechanics but the storytelling and the environments i mean the environments itself in uh the secret of monkey island because there are two locations really there's Melee Island, and there's Monkey Island, and you go from one to the other. And the locations and the characters stick with me so much. Like, 
the used boat salesman. Mm-hmm. They just did like the tacky jacket, the big cowboy hat, used Hilarious. boat. There's a scene. You buy the ship from this dude, and you're sitting at, you're sitting on the dock. You're just like standing on the dock. It's a moonlit night. You're watching the this, this ship, and he's like, there it is. It's a real beaut. Man, I'm going to miss her. Kind of regretting that I sold her to you. You know what? Change my mind. Deal's off. I can't sell her. And then the mass just collapses in the distance, and he goes, but a deal's a deal. You got to stick to it. Anyway, good luck. <laughs> Goodbye. Just walks away. That's he, good. He ends up either dying or being severely injured at the game when the ghost pirate LeChuck lands in his lot and he doesn't think anything of it, just walks up to him and starts giving him the same sales pitch he gave you right away. Right. And LeChuck just uppercuts him out of the scene. Slapstick humor. It is. To the height. Slapstick humor was huge back at this time. Huge. It feels like a Mel Brooks movie. Right. Even like, and I think it came out before Men in Tights, and Blinkin well, is the I'm, lookout. You know well, what I mean? I mean, I'm thinking about like Ace Ventura. Yeah. I'm thinking about all like I'm thinking about Johnny Dangerously because when I think of Secret Monkey Island, I think about all the sleepovers I had for my friends and stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. And we watched Johnny Dangerously, which is basically um, airplane but a gangster movie. And so airplane, mm-hmm. airplane in '90s humor, like '70s humor and '90s humor, kind of have like this connection. And you know what it is? What? It's Leslie Nielsen. Is it Leslie Nielsen? It's, it's the Naked Gun movies. It is the Naked Gun movies. You think that was really what like lended itself? I think that well, because he had that TV show in the seven or like in the eighties or seventies, and it was, that a was serious. It was a serious thing. No, it was a it was a making fun of a crime procedural. Like okay. They would they would do a fake like NYPD so blue kind of show. He's been doing this character for like sixty years. He did it for like, so long. Like the straight man around just bizarre yes. shit. Okay, cool. Yes, doing the the cop noir thing, slapstick humor. And it was fucking fun. When he came out, like some of the things he did was like I remember they had him on set and this is they put it into the show. They had him on set. And he was like, let's go to my office. And one person went through the door, but he just walked around the outside so of the set to come back. Fucking <laughs> good. I mean, even the airplane line, when you see him for the first time, mm-hmm. sir, are you a doctor? And he has the stethoscope in his ears. Yeah. And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, so seriously. And I'm like, this is like amazing for so like Monkey Island is like we can be silly, we can be slapsticky. Yeah. I do want to point out a shout out to uh to Mike Scollins, who's a very funny writer, had a joke, had a tweet that I, I will remember forever, because somebody tweeted, What's the funniest joke in the movie Airplane? And he responded, uh, it's the line of dialogue that made you laugh the hardest, but I don't think we should be talking about that now. <laughs> Which is just like Oh, what a fucking reference yeah. that is. What a great pull. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, speak and jive. What? Just that whole thing. Are you Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great I've got a, a few games for you. They're, they're real simple. Cool. It's time for a real character from Monkey Island game or gibberish that I just made up. Great. I went through because there are a bunch of them, and just tell me if it's real or fake. Sure. All right. Number one, Mr. Mackerel Mincemeat. Real. That one's fake. All right. All right. Number two, Posh Etouffee. That's real. That is also fake. Okay. Number three, Herman Toothrot. That's real. That one is real. Okay. That one is real. That one is... Uh, is he's kind of like the the bum of Melee Island, and he's always just around in shorts. Got it. That's how you know he's silly. He wears shorts. Number four, Mancomb Seep Good. It's fake. That one's real. Okay. That's yeah, a pirate. <laughs> Number five, Sir Wallace Chuzzle Duzzle. These names are offensive. <laughs> These things are really offensive. If you told me to come up with a name that was racist against British people, I would tell you Sir Wallace Chuzzle Duzzle. <laughs> That's or Benedict I, Cumberbatch. No, I'm holding that so when I go to London and somebody like is mad at me of an argument, that's what I'm a yell. You're like, at look that's... at Mr. Sir Wallace Chuzzle Duzzle Just... over here. Because I wonder, 
I want to know what it's like for a British person, whoever, to come over here and do an American accent about me making fun of Americans. Yeah. Like, I almost want to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see that. You want to see how bad it can go. Uh, fake. That one is fake. Yeah. Number six, Wally B. Feed. That's real. That is real. Seven, Alfredo Fettuccini. Please be real. That is real. Nice. There are. A- they do a lot of food things. Ska music yep. and video yes. games is just like something with what food is jokes that? just in. Ska music and point and click adventure games are bound forever somehow. I don't know. I really don't know. The 90s was definitely like, let's just turn animals into people. Yep. Nothing's going to hurt us. 9 11. <laughs> Was it not? I mean, we get to laugh at it because it was our childhood that was fucking ruined. It was a world that was destroyed. I can laugh at my future being destroyed in front of my eyes while I watched it on Fox being played a thousand times. Back into the left, but a plane. Back into Into the the left, left, but but a plane. plane. I want to point out that the way you said 9-11 was as though you were offering it as a... (laughs) As an hors d'oeuvre at a oh, shitty Oh, that is hilarious. Just like, everything's uh, going to be great. The future is great. The economy is great. 9-11. <laughs> and somebody just grabbing two off the plate. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That is the extension of Zach Alphanak's joke. I didn't like 9-11. I didn't like 9-11. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, the, Elf- the Fettuccine brothers are... Uh, are what were they called? And the circus when you swing for they're trapeze artists. Ringling brothers. They're they are the two trapeze artists at a circus and they fire you out of a cannon as part of an experiment. I forget yeah. what they give you. I for went it. saw the circus. Did you ever go see the circus? Nah, I don't think I did. Your parents never brought you? I what, like what I loved it. I don't think my parents saw it as we're gonna go watch animals be abused or yeah. whatever. But I did walk away from it being like, the fuck was that? Yeah. That was cool that they put that lying in a cage with some crazy man with a whip well just like the clowns came out don't like i don't like clowns they Nobody don't scare does. me i don't i see through what it is and i don't like clowns. clowns don't scare people and they don't make people laugh clowns are <laughs> clowns are this unnecessary part of of performance culture and i i don't get it i don't get it either i don't get it i get comedy i don't get being a clown that's, yeah that's the disconnect it's like i Clown well, you comedy just to is be a, clowning. You wanted to be a mime, but you but you wanted to speak. Something happened. Just I don't something know. happened. You love unicycles and not even as a bit. Something went something happened. Wrong. All right, Keith. Number eight, Woody the Woodsmith. The Wood Woody the Woodsmith. Mm-hmm. No, because it's too lame. If this is real, I'm gonna be upset. It's real. Why? Be upset. All the other ones are fucking better than that be upset you fucking you needed to get the script in is that what you needed you i think they just needed fun? a filler character woody the, the woodsmith bullshit i Ooh. i like to imagine he had he had at least two limbs that were let's pegs. try to think of something better what's something better because he's making ships is that what he or just what is he making he's probably making ships he's making ships so uh, what so what i would i you would have to call him mast or something yeah that's what i'm with, saying with m-a-s-t dash e-r that's what i'm saying something I, that's yeah. where my brain was going too i was gonna do mast i was gonna do something else that was like on the boat that they could have done yeah it could take him two seconds to look at boat names and figured it out <laughs> is all i'm saying it's too generic it's too boring yeah all right uh master skipper real no, that was the name I was giving you that I would give him a Woody the Woodsmith. Oh, okay, cool. I thought this was going to be the other one. Uh, number nine, Slappy Cromwell. Real. That is real. Yeah, I know. Number 10, Flip Lightly. No. I'm glad you... Okay, so you're getting these. Yeah. You're getting these. 11, Professor Parley Pontificus. Real. That is fake. Oh, okay. That I'm proud of. Number 12, Mini Good Soup. Real. <laughs> that is real. Yeah. <laughs> What a terrible name. Yeah, it's weird how I'm like, because you do, you're doing great. The ones that are fake, I think, are real. But for some reason, ones that are real, it's like I have this, like a, it's like a gut feeling where I'm like, yeah, that's a 90s thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, number 13, Ignatius Cheese. Ignatius Cheese. Mm-hmm. Ignatius Cheese. Real. It is real. Yeah. You ready for the last one? Do it. Effite la foot. Real. That is real. Yeah. Okay. If feet love foot, I saw that and mm-hmm. I went, I should quit comedy. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. 
It's so good. If yeah. feet love foot. That's what I'm saying. That's so smart. And then what the fuck with the boatmaster shit? That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, how is <laughs> it that wood, one sucks? The woodpecker Woody or whatever. Woody the woodsmith. Woody the woodsmith. What a boring name. What a boring name. name. Woody's a real but, name. But here's the thing. Yeah. If that character yeah. is like a chef, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Exactly. Wood, then it's then funny. Then it's funny then as it's hell. it's really funny. Then it's really but funny. But the fact that he actually makes boats is boring. It's a boring choice. God, there's so many fucking funny characters. So many bizarre characters in right. this game. Just like a woman who's doing voodoo and has a severed head. Can we keep talking about how humans were called Woody and it didn't just start with the woodpecker? <laughs> Can we talk about that? You want to talk about Toy Story? No, because that's, again, a fake thing. It's a cowboy. It's not supposed to be real. No one calls their kid Buzz anymore. No. Did they ever call Buzz Aldrin? But yeah. was like, is Buzz like the thing where your real name is like Chris, but you're 65, so they call you Duke? Yeah. You know I mean? that it's got to be, right? Yeah, that sort God. of thing. God. Americans having the nickname Duke is such a swing. I don't know what they fucking love John Wayne. Wasn't he the Duke or he something? He was the like that? Duke, but think about before I'm that. I'm glad they changed it to that's what it that's it, that's counts. That's what you say and you're taking a shit. Yeah. So I'm happy that we've gone full circle with John Wayne. <laughs> John like I'm taking a John Wayne. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck that's that guy. funny. Fuck that guy. You nailed it. Uh there's so many there's so many characters in this game, there's so many locations, and like for, for puzzles in this game, just right. for sheer fucking puzzles in this game. There's so many puzzles that require you to do things that are very fun. I mean, you get to Monkey Island, right, and you're like, Oh, I found that there's this kind of like seesaw like thing down here, and if I put the rock over here, right. then I'd be able to shoot the rock. Oh, and I need to get the bananas or the whatever that's down at the at the beach. In order to Plantains, do that, Jesse. yeah, <laughs> they were bananas. Were they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but you're like, I have to go up to this cliff. I find this pile of rocks. I push a rock off the side. It's going to launch the, the rock into the air to the beach, hit the tree. I'll be able to get the bananas. Okay. Great puzzle. Right. First time you do it, overlaunches the rock by a lot, hits your boat, sinks it in nice. the distance. Just strands you. And all of your crew on Great this. Bit. It's such a good fucking bit. And because it's just Guybrush three points, he's just like, huh, that was a bad thing I just did. <laughs> like, has no idea. Like doing the right things punishes you. Yes. Which is fun. Always the funniest. Yeah. We haven't even talked about the fact that like at the base of this game, the plot is you want to be a pirate. You're trying to get the governor of Melee Island to like let you be a pirate, I guess. She gets kidnapped by the ghost pirate LeChuck. An evil ghost pirate takes her to Monkey Island, and you have to follow him to save her. When By the time you get there, it's like he's basically in hell in the deepest caverns of this place. She's like, I didn't need you. I was doing, I'm in charge here. I was in control the whole time. I was going to beat LeChuck. You're an idiot. Why did you show up? Mm-hmm. The only two female character in the, characters in this game are the swordmaster and the governor, and they're both just spend the whole game being like, you stupid fucking men. You dumb fucking men always <laughs> trying to save the day. I'm the governor. Yeah. She's the swordmaster. You think What's I needed ru- your help? Yeah. You think a bunch of drunk-ass pirates were going to help us with something? <laughs> this is preposterous. That's great. Such good writing. There's a scene in this game, and this is like, there's a scene in this game that created a genre of comedy in my mind. Mm-hmm where you are in the governor's mansion and you get in a fight with her bodyguard and the camera stays outside the room where you're fighting. Right. And in a point-and-click game, where at, whenever you have, because you have the options of, you know, pick up, put down, push, pull, walk to, talk to, whatever. And whenever you have the cursor over them and select them, it'll say things like pick up the vase, pick, mm-hmm. up, pick up the fork, whatever. So you go into this other room and it starts taking over for you and it just starts, you just watch the action line. Right. And it begins to be like, you use the stapler removal on the quarrelsome hippopotamus. Just all sorts of bizarre, random bullshit. As the camera moves around, as though it's following you behind this yeah. wall, but you're seeing nothing. It's like an entire style of meta slapstick humor. Very British. Very Monty Python. Right. Just stays with me. And I feel like... Even you and I coming up together writing comedy, it's mm-hmm. like I can feel the influence of this kind of stuff right. in our work. 
I fucking wish I was a, a British person doing BBC comedy. Dude, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best, okay? Okay, I know we got we got our British listeners. I know we have listenership over there. I know you guys love your comedy or whatever. And I'm about to make a broad statement. Do okay? it. Do it. But I'm like, it's so easy to make a show for you guys. I'm a zombie, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like... I'm like a like. There's a new. Um, it's uh 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 from the uh from the shadows. What we do in the what shadows. we do in the shadows is that sort of thing. Yes. Where it's like super dry yep. in a bizarre situation. Not that it's like bad. I'm not yeah. saying that. It just cracks me up. That's like, what's the new comedy now? It's like, oh, some big thing, but dry humor. Yeah. <laughs> Vikings, but dry. Right. Vampires, but, but dry. dry. Aliens, but, but dry. Dry, <laughs> dry but dry. <laughs> This is about a swimmer, but dry. Right. I mean, I know. Again, it's not everything. It's like all of our humor over here fucking sucks. So <laughs> everything over here is fart jokes. Right. Everything over there is dry fart jokes. Yeah. Everything in there is way more high level because it's like you have to really look at the situation yeah. to laugh at it. And over here, it's like, haha, I'm in Big Bang Theory. My friend is uh, Indian. He's going to be super Indian. And I'm autistic. Yeah. That's it. We make fun of these things. We make fun of stereotypes. It is, it's, not okay. it's not okay. We make hundreds of millions of dollars. It's bizarre and messed up. There was another because Chuck Lorre. I don't. Sorry, bring it back. Yeah, to what Chuck happened? Lurie. I saw him trending. Because uh, there's this actor. Because again, there's a thing about Chuck Lorre we brought up, and I make fun of Big Bang Theory because it's the biggest show in the fucking world, and yeah. everything Chuck Lorre touches like makes bajillions of dollars. Yeah. Basically, he keeps getting in trouble, and it's all throughout. He's the next Ellen. It's gonna be like everyone's like, "Oh, that guy's like a huge, huge piece." To of be shit. fair, nobody ever liked Chuck Lorre. People did like Ellen. Did they like Ellen? Yeah. Like way back in the day yeah. or something? Okay, so yeah, like basically Chuck Lorre's like this thing. Everyone's like, he's great. Like. In showbiz, they're like, it's Chuck Lorre. You want to be in a Chuck Lorre show. It would change your life, basically. Yeah. And there's this guy who plays a Middle Eastern. I think he's from Afghanistan. He's supposed to play an Afghan person. Mm -hmm. And they're like, he's wickedly offensive. Yeah. Like, cut this out. You got to quit. You got to quit doing Doing that. stereotypes well, and would, doing offensive characters. Did I tell you about my buddy who was on the Big Bang on Big Bang Theory no. for one scene? You need to tell everybody. He was, uh, he's uh, an Indian dude, and he was... Uh, he played like a 7-Eleven employee. Right. And the whole thing was he was supposed to yell at them just like they did something. He was like, get the hell right. out. So they do the cut and just, hey, get the hell out of my store. What are you doing? Get out right. of here. And they call cut and the red light comes on, which means Chuck is watching and that he's about to speak from some remote location. And the red light comes on. He goes, I mean, you know why we hired you, right? And then the red light goes off. And it's just Chuck Lurie going, do the offensive accent. You, we chose you. Yeah, we chose to you a thing to to make fun of your ethnic group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not great here, everybody. No, I'm it's just gonna bad. point that out. It's, it's not bad. great here, everybody. Uh, but moving on to comic relief characters that are actually good. Let's hear it. I got a quiz for you. Comic relief characters in video games. This title is unironically very not funny. Okay, just try to guess them, Keith. You ready? Yeah. Wait, I have to guess the video games or the characters? The characters. Okay, this is going to be hard, but I'll it, try. It is, but I, I tried to put as many hints as I could without giving it fully away. Let's do this. Number one, residing over the evil planet of Heck, this incredibly evil and incredibly lazily named character is out to stop Earthworm Jim. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the characters. This name. is, it's so stupid, it's so simple. I really don't remember it. This is Evil the Cat. Evil the Cat. Evil the Cat, and he, he lords over Heck. That's hilarious. It's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's I no, great. I had no idea. Number two, no matter where he wakes up, this psychotic robber always tries to embody the anger of his favorite superhero, Impotent Rage. How oh, is this Trevor? Yeah, man. This is Trevor Phillips from GTA 5. Trevor. Uh, it's just Steve Ogg. Just He's, literally a, a guy named Steve Ogg. Just him waking up in a dress on the train tracks, being like, oh, I told myself I wouldn't do this again. That needed a dlc that needed an expansion yes that, those fucking characters that whole thing they're like hugely popular all the characters yeah. on that game and they did such a great job and it's just they're it's just disappeared it's just like gone I, in gta online and all this shit i will always think that trevor phillips is one of the most 
interesting, impressive, incredible so good. Game characters, and just horrifying. It's like the one. It's like I play fucking GTA like basically because of Trevor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that game's so I, good. I just love cutting back and forth to see what, what he's, he's getting doing, up to because it's always the funniest. It's so fucking good. When yeah. He's like literally about to fall off a bridge and he's like asleep. Yeah. on it, or he's wearing like a nightgown or yeah. some bullshit like that. He's incredible. Number three, he looks like a garbage can trying to get away, but he's so much less than that. This futuristic sidekick has only one weakness, stairs. So it's Claptrap. Yeah, bro. He's like, that's a that's a show again. Who is like, the only people who aren't the comedic relief is like uh, the main sergeant and like uh, Edith or can't, I remember the- Yeah, the, from, from Borderlands 2, almost right. every single character is comedic re- relief. Sorry, they I don't remember any of their characters. Good at it. Everybody uh, in two. Yeah. I didn't play one. I no. did play one, but I don't remember one being as funny as two. Two specifically was Two like was the pinnacle of Through the roof, so fucking funny. Number four, poop jokes are the worst, but if Hideo Kojima makes them over the course of four games, fine, just let him have it. And who better to be the con- the constant butt of the joke than this man, who has a shockingly large role in Metal Gear 4? He shits himself? In all of these games. Does he shit himself? He also pisses himself? Is this the scientist? No, so... Who shits himself? So there is a guard in the first game. Oh, yeah. And they bring that character back. Specifically the same guy? It's they keep him. giving him, like, bad they, dude, diarrhea? In in the fourth Metal Gear game, right. they bring this dude back. Mm-hmm. They have flashbacks to when he had diarrhea in the first two games. Right. So they're like, no, this is the same dude. And this dude falls in love with and ends up with Meryl. Mm-hmm. They name this character. This What's is name? Johnny Sasaki. Yeah, I have no idea. And he becomes a huge role in Metal Gear 4. Hideo's fucking He's out there, man. so weird. He is fucking out there. Number five, she's not going to kill you. Probably, maybe. She's going to kill you. This robot knows nothing of human suffering, but she's hoping to learn plenty about it if you just stay on that platform headed for the incinerator. Oh, so this is, uh, I forget your name, but this is from... This is from Portal. This is. I, I can't remember what her name her is. Her name is GLaDOS. GLaDOS. One of the funniest characters. It's so funny. Such a good villain. Yeah, these are all very good choices if you want to play something like Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah. get on all of these. <laughs> Number six, this one is Jack Black's character from Brutal Legend. I'm telling you who it is, and you won't get it right. Why? Because how would anybody? <laughs> yeah, I, did. I didn't even know how you even played that game. <laughs> no. Right? Was it like the only game by that company? Yeah. The, the only like Guitar Hero game that's not Guitar Hero? Yeah. Right? This is Eddie Riggs is the main character from Brutal Legends, and yeah, nobody no remembers it. Uh, nice try, Jack Black. Number seven, the smallest and craziest character Borderlands 2 has to offer, and she's obsessed with explosives. Also, she's like 10, I don't know. She's insane, and it's terrific. That character's so good, I can't remember her name. Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina. It's so funny. I don't know what they're going to do with this movie, because you know the movie's coming out? For Borderlands? Did you not know this? I didn't know that. They have, their movie's coming out, and every single person they've casted is so bizarrely wrong. Really? It's hilarious. I think Kevin Hart's playing Claptrap or something like that. Interesting. And I'm like, why can't you just get the guy who does Claptrap? That He's guy's just doing VO. fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, what are all these weird-ass... Ch- like, they pick, like, non-comedic people to pick all these things. Yeah. And I'm like, this game's just comedy. Yeah. Like, you guys aren't going to do well. Uh, no. Number eight, he's Canada's favorite Indiana Jones, and he makes every moment in a famous video game series feel like a much better episode of Castle. Nathan Drake? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Number nine, this blonde guy is the fucking worst. I mean, just terrible. Some people like his quote-unquote sense of humor, but I do not because I'm not a 14-year-old boy who watches nothing but Spike TV. We've made. He's funny? Nah. We've made but he's fun the of comedic him. relief? He's the character, and people are mm. like, this game's funny. We've made fun of it for being terrible already in this Duke episode. Duke Nukem? That's correct. Huh. And number 10, nothing is funnier after a nuclear fallout than a British accent. This 200-year-old piece of metal holds down the fort while you're chilling out. Oh, uh, Cogsworth. Yes, yeah. it's Cogsworth Cogs- from Fallout Codsworth? 4. Codsworth? Codsworth, Codsworth yes. Right. Great character. Great character. Well. Fallout 4 also is a game that has a lot of great comedic relief. So many mixed things in that game. I know. Where it's like so cool and so... Just damn it. 
Like, that character's great. Lots of good characters. Lots of interesting things happening. So robotic at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like... It misses the action that makes Borderlands 2 so fun. Like, it, it right. misses the the freedom in the character dialogue. Right, and, and there are very funny moments yeah. in it. I don't know. It's so close. So close. Cloud 4 is so, so close. close. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about for The right. Secret of Monkey Island. The music in this game mm-hmm. is genuinely great. Right. It's all super fucking, like, island-themed, but... It's and again, I think this is where it comes from. It has that ska feel to it, right? That bouncy, upbeat, right? Horn section, fun drum, percussive section. We're all gonna get drunk. We're not too drunk. It d- yeah. We're all gonna be. It's all gonna be fun. It's all gonna be rum. It's all gonna be rum. We're all gonna be drinking a lot of Malibu rum. Right. And we're not gonna judge each other no, for it. No, not at all. But like, listen to this music right now. Currency doesn't exist right now. Yeah jobs don't exist yeah we're all just kind of happy and alive happy doing the thing we all have enough resources real big fish is still gonna be on tour in 20 years oh yeah they're gonna be they're gonna have catch 22 catch opening 22. for them a little bit of less than jake in oh there oh my god can i name any other ska bands me money money gimmies i guess are thrown in there sometimes but they're more of just like a punk cover band i, I don't, don't know. know at this point there's like 12 people in the band and i'm like they're can't all be guitarists what are you bad religion i love that right now all that's happening is right. monkey island music is playing underneath as we just talk <laughs> about real big fish real big and fish. punk and ska compilation yeah. bands from the 90s and early aughts did they not do like uh, the pirates of the caribbean sort of music was it all just kind of ska music they uh for the game yeah it's kind of like a middle ground like it's it's a very light there's a lot of horns there's a lot of um you know like bongo and conga uh, percussive mm-hmm. percussive stuff so it's like I don't know it just feels you know what it feels like it's very island music it feels like uh, Donkey Kong Country right it's got that feel to it where it's like this is a full song you guys wrote it they put so much effort into everything in this game mm. the writing uh, the character development the music the scenery it's all so much and it's all so interesting right and then it happens to be a really great game underneath all that right it's an instant fucking classic anyway Keith anyways I got a final five for let's you. jump in and I went a different direction this time okay it's a final five where you must pick one okay number one right Waiting at the DMV, mm-hmm. being stuck in freeway traffic, mm-hmm. being on hold with the government. Being on hold with the government. Interesting. So I can put the phone on whatever, on speaker, and I can walk away and do something else. Can't do it in the car. But they're, Can't do that DMV. But they're playing that music that like blows out your, sp- your phone speakers, you know what I mean? Totally. totally. It's the worst. But I can still... like. Do I can look online, I can stretch, I can make a sandwich, I can do other can things stretch. other than sit at the DMV yeah. thinking, is this guy going to stab me? Yeah. Am I actually going to get to do the thing I came here to do because I didn't bring a fucking certain piece of paper yeah. with me, even though I have my old ID and my birth certificate mm-hmm. and my social security card, and I still can't get this shit figured yeah. out? Like, that's the sort of thing. And in traffic, I'm like... I just would rather die than be in traffic. That's fair. Yeah. Number two, listening to somebody tell you about a dream they had, mm-hmm. listening to somebody talk about astrology, mm-hmm. listening to somebody talk about a YouTube video they watched. YouTube video. That's easily? Easily. Easily. <laughs> easily. Because the YouTube video has a chance to not be any of those other things you just said. <laughs> What if you were listening to somebody describe a YouTube video they saw that was somebody describing a dream they had? That's what I'm saying. I was just hoping about it's astrology. Not, oh god, what a <laughs> fucking nightmare. It's not It's not that people are interested in it. It's just like it's like me when certain people look at me when I talk about a video game. Mm-hmm. And like and when it's over nothing happens. Yeah. 
And so it's like, when you're done telling me about the dream, it doesn't affect my life yeah. or your life after any of it. Nothing has mattered. And so when somebody's like, oh, this sign is this sign, and we matter because of this reason, this reason, I'm like, means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop talking. Right. My face is angry. And if somebody's like, hey, I saw this YouTube video of like these two dudes fighting this polar bear, I'm like, send it to me. I want to They're experience They're not going to send this. it. They're just going to tell you everything about I'm it. I'm still bet still better. Still better than how we match up because the moon's such and such. I, uh, I mean, fair. I also love the idea of a video of two dudes fighting a polar bear. What a way to bury the lead on. I saw two men get murdered by an animal. Maybe they had a good shot, okay? No. You ever seen polar bears? Yeah. They can't take two Mike Tysons. <laughs> if you oh, boy, made I a would pay-per-view kill for event, that YouTube video. a pay-per-view event of Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield fighting a polar bear, you would make so much money that you could <laughs> that you could then save all the polar bears. I want If you want if you want to save the polar bears, speak, let Mike Tyson kill one. Speaking of time travel, th- I wouldn't go back and kill Hitler. I'd go to Don King and pitch this to him <laughs> in the middle of the 90s. Are you kidding me? Do you know about all the money you would make? You'd have to explain YouTube. Uh- <laughs> All right, number three. Take a 10-hour flight with a row all to yourself. Oh, okay. Take a five-hour flight with a baby seated behind you. Okay. Take a three-hour flight next to a person taking up the armrest and snoring. Okay. So, we are aware I don't like to fly. Yeah. Jesse doesn't like to fly. Nobody does. But here's where... Here's where you're going, and Mm -hmm. here's where my brain went. 10 hours means I'm going... For me to, like... You're going somewhere interesting. Yes. So, if you're, like... 10 hours, but you have to come back to the same exact yeah. location, then it adds more these to what are, you're saying. These are all flights to Los Angeles. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, just shorter, more trauma. Go okay, for it. fair. Go for it. I just want to, I want to get it over with. Just one want of, to get it over with. One of the, the only flights... Actually, this is one of our first flights back to New York from LA. Yeah. And... There was a, a Patriots playoff game on against the Colts, and I remember oh, it right. started right as we got on, and I was it was like four and a half hours long, and then we landed, and I was like, "That was amazing." <laughs> You're like the best time I was of like, my life. That was the only time I haven't cared about yeah. being on a flight. I watched the entire game. Yeah, no, the only reason I know about a lot of survival shows is because of planes. Yeah, I'm like, I watched a shit ton of like Naked and Afraid or yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's where I watch Marvel movies. <laughs> Number four, a $17 burger, $20 pancakes, mm-hmm. or a $7 bagel? This $7 is, bagel. This is the LA trifecta of like, this is To horseshit. me, a $7 bagel, is it like just the bagel, or is there shit on it? There's like cream cheese. But there's nothing. There's, there's no, no like, like locks on there's it. No there's sausage no sausage egg or whatever. There's none of that. It's a bagel with cream cheese, and it costs seven bucks. See, to me... You can make a great bagel. Now, is it worth $7? No. no. It's not worth $7. It's worth but two. It's closer to that than yeah. like a pizza that costs a dollar to make or a burger that costs a yeah. dollar to make. So I'd rather pick the bagel. I had, uh, I, was, I was wanting to get a burger last night and it was like, this burger is 15 bucks and it comes with no fries. I was like, go to hell. I literally, like, I deleted my Postmates again. Yeah. I'm just like, this is bullshit. Caroline and I were talking about it. She did the same thing where she's like, because I keep having a conversation with her because obviously it's LA and I always make fun of it, but I'm like, nothing here is accessible. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm, just gonna, I'm done with work. I'm going to go pick up some food and like quickly eat something and then go see Keith. And she was like, it's going to take me an hour just to like park at Ralph's yep. and go inside yep. with all the people. And there's nowhere for me to get food. If I want to go to Subway, I have to go find parking in a parking garage. That's yep. like, like, like nothing Nothing's easy. is fucking easy at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. And number five, have a conversation with Rachel with a Y. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation with Jordan with a Y. Mm-hmm. Or have a conversation with Brian with a Y. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't name themselves, but they were raised by the people that named them, so they have a good chance of being terrible. Yes. <laughs> I met a Jordan with a Y, and she wasn't terrible. Yeah. So Jordan with the Y, I think, is fine. I actually know a Jordan with a Y, and she's quite nice. So I think that one's fine. I okay. think it's, what was the first one? A Rachel? Rachel with a Y. 
<laughs> Keith is making a face like, ah, I don't. It's close. None of these are douchey enough. I would rather meet a Rachel than a dude, a Rachel with a Y, than a dude named like Taylor. Taylor was the one I almost put in there. Okay, I knew a Taylor growing up. It fucking did not. I knew like so many Taylors and Tylers yeah. that I'm like, I will take all the Keith jokes. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler is a name I never hear ever. There's anymore. Tyler Durden and like that's it. But if it's not Tyler Durden, Tyler to me. No offense, Tylers. I'm just, this is, these are the kids I grew up with. Yeah. I didn't like Tylers. And all the kids I coached in Central Park were all named Henry. So I guarantee all the kids that have no age are going to be like, I fucking hate Henry's. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. It just takes one to ruin a name forever. Exactly. This has been Final Five. Uh, guys, if you haven't played The Secret of Monkey Island, they remade it in, I think, 2009. Right. You can probably get it for like two bucks. It's super funny. It's super mm -hmm. fun. It's a game you can have on your phone. Uh, it's a classic. I recommend it. And if you're like... I don't really want to play a click and adventure. We already talked about it. Go play Borderlands 2. That yeah. shit's got to be on sale. That's exactly and as it's, funny. It's just as funny, and it's a first-person shooter. It's a and marvelous it's a, game. And it's a not only just a first-person shooter, not just funny, it's addicting because you yeah. have to get all these. It's like the gun trend oh, of yeah. trying to get better gear. You have certain abilities. And you have an RPG uh, tree and all these things. Yep. It's really cool. Check out these games. It's also co-op. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New Player Pod. Rate us, review us five stars for every listen to this podcast. Download the Stereo app and follow me, New Player Jesse, and Keith, Keith Kingbay. And tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for our live shows, 1230 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Otherwise, let's leave. Let's leave. leave. Let's go. Keith. Jesse. This is New Player's Join. Goodbye. Bye. Go back to being like a gross 13, 14 year old. Don't boy. need to. I'm there, baby, right now. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs>